Welcome back. We're glad you've joined us today. My name is Vicki Griffin, and my guest today is my colleague, Evelyn Kissinger. And today, we're talking about Hearts on Fire, Taming the Fires of Inflammation, Heart Disease, and Metabolic Syndrome. Be sure and visit us at LifestyleMatters.com for more information and free materials. Evelyn, today we're talking about metabolic syndrome. We're talking about some of the risk factors for these inflammatory conditions and chronic diseases that underlie so much suffering that we're experiencing in modern society today. What would be a basic definition of metabolic syndrome? Yeah, metabolic syndrome is a group of factors, a set of factors that increase a person's risk of either heart disease, stroke, or diabetes. So it's things like high blood pressure and high blood sugar, so forth. The presence of obesity increases the risk of heart disease, whether you have metabolic syndrome or not. That's really stunning. And what an argument for maintaining a healthy lifestyle and a healthy weight. I read an interesting statistic the other day that just losing five pounds, if a person is overweight, is going to take 15 pounds pressure off of the knees. Significant. Uh, Yeah, that's the kind of math that we really like. Interesting statement from a diabetes care journal said this, individuals in the upper normal weight and slightly overweight BMI or body mass index range have a relatively high prevalence and are at increased risk of having metabolic syndrome. So how important it is to check every factor in our lifestyle and begin to pick up those positive choices whether it's diet, regularity, getting adequate sleep, positive relationships, trust in God. These are all elements that add to an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. Let's talk for our remaining time today about quenching those fires of inflammation. Is there anything that we can do to dampen the fires of inflammation? Absolutely. Those who think that they don't have time for exercise will sooner or later find out that they'll have to have time to be sick or for illness. So taking the time to quench these fires is a very important step to take. It's amazing that as many as a quarter of a million deaths every year in the United States are attributable just to lack of regular exercise. And just being sedentary doubles the risk of type 2 diabetes. In one study, it quoted that inactivity is an independent risk factor for elevated markers of inflammation in at-risk individuals. Just sitting on the couch, doing nothing. Wow. And the sitting disease, you've heard of sitting disease? Yes. People who sit more than six hours a day have an increased risk of inflammation and disease. Wow. So what about inflammatory diet? How can we quench inflammatory diet? What are some factors that would increase inflammation in terms of our daily eating habits. I wonder if our audience knows these things. What are those foods? Fried foods, the refined carbs, like refined white flour products and sugars, high meat intake, high fat dairy intake, and the sodas, you know, reducing those high caloric drinks, especially high in sugar. Those are the foods the specific foods that are contributing to the high inflammatory diet. So there are areas of the grocery store that we just really can safely pretty much stay away from. So there are some great areas of the grocery store that we would want to uh, 
linger. Yeah, the we want to stay, keep our carts in the right areas. When you fill up your cart with the right stuff, you're going to fill up your cupboards with the right stuff, and you're more likely to fill up your body with the right stuff. Okay. So go to that Department of Defense, as we call it, and spend some time in your produce department and fill up with those colors, the greens and oranges and yellows and all of the bright colored vegetables and fruits. Yeah, you know, Evelyn, and what about the attitude factor? There's a little saying that the busiest day on the calendar is tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So we need to quench delay. There's a little saying that nothing is so fatiguing as the eternal hanging on of an uncompleted task. So people feel overwhelmed and tired. They're overwhelmed with the daily demands of life and put off making critical adjustments in their lifestyle choices. None of us are immune to this attitude of delay, but the very attitude of delay can cause more stress than the change itself. So how important it is for us to realize that just small changes can make a big difference. That's right. Being fatigued slows us down. The brain doesn't work as well. So how can we increase that energy level and quench the fire of fatigue? Yes, just the stress of thinking about change is anxiety producing. But when we realize that very small changes can make a great big difference, that frames it in a whole new way. Just a three degree change in the nose of a plane is taking off from Los Angeles is going to make a difference whether it ends up in New York or Maryland. To understand The value of these small choices is going to make the adventure more palatable, more fun, more exciting, and more successful. So we want to quench distress. Yes. The next thing we want to quench is defeat. Consider the postage stamp. Its usefulness consists in the ability to stick to one thing until it gets there. (laughs) (laughs) That's so important. So develop, what I hear you saying is that to develop a mindset of determination. And really, the Bible talks about the spirit of endurance. Here is the patience of the saints, it says in Revelation 14, the endurance of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So the principle of endurance and perseverance is a miracle. It is a gift from God. And when we are obeying the laws of health, we're obeying the laws of God. So we can actually experience joy in the process and be better equipped to bounce back when we make mistakes. Let's stay cool, calm, and connected. There are three areas that kind of cover the big picture of staying healthy and also dealing with stress. One is to create that healthy lifestyle that we've talked about of nutrition, exercise, getting enough sleep, drinking water. And the second is to create an environment, create an environment where it's easier to make the right choices. What's around your desk? What's in your car? What's in your refrigerator? Mm. What's in the cookie jar? Create the environment. Having those winter clothes ready so you'll know where they are and the boots to put on if it's winter time and you need to go for a walk. The third is to create connections. Create connections with other people. You know, the people we hang out with, we start to relate to, and our lifestyle becomes very similar to those people that we're around. So this is not about a list. It's really about a life. It's about internalizing habits until they become a part of you. They become part of your identity. It's an attitude as well as a lifestyle. Let's just break that down a little bit. Let's talk about creating that lifestyle exercise. It has been said that exercise is a tribute to the heart. 
And it actually is one of the main non-genetic determinants of fitness. And it has a beneficial effect on body fat distribution, insulin sensitivity, and other characteristics of metabolic syndrome. That is the plan of multiplication. That's right. It strengthens the heart. It lessens the risk of stroke, and it lowers blood pressure. Wow. It also improves cholesterol, improves vascular function, so the quality of the vessel integrity itself, and it reduces the need for invasive procedure. By the way, it improves mood. That's right. Staying well hydrated is also an important factor. It helps to thin the blood so you don't have the thickness, the Mm. viscosity of the blood is affected. So it also helps with appetite so that we're less likely to choose other things that may be higher in calories when water is the normal choice. That's what you're used to. That's what you want. I've noticed for me, too, that it reduces brain fog when I'm trying to complete a difficult task. Mm -hmm. Gives energy. So what does it mean to be really heart healthy? Color me heart healthy. There's no one food that is a magic bullet, heart health. But nature does have an array, amazing array of plant foods that work together to build optimal health. What are some of those foods, Evelyn? The best foods to choose are the ones that have all the color in them. They've got the right nutrients in them. They are distributing the calories the right way. They have the right ratios, the right amounts. God has already done that, really, when you Mm. choose foods, whole foods from the produce department. When you're choosing these whole foods, you're getting a well-planned, a plant-based approach to eating foods that we were designed to eat. I love what you're saying here, because when we take the right nutrients and the right calorie complex in the right ratios and the right amounts, we are going to optimize the absorption of those nutrients. We are going to optimize the utilization of those nutrients and the retention of those nutrients and how fabulous it is that anyone who can go to the grocery store and buy a bag of beans and some greens and some oats is on their way to better heart health. And they're going to save some money. Sticking to those green leafy veggies, they're Mm. one of the most protective foods against heart disease and stroke. Wow, they're loaded with calcium, potassium, magnesium, and vitamins. Those are brain-healthy minerals as well, not to mention the polyphenols, the antioxidants, and the nitric oxide precursors, which are so valuable for taming the fires of inflammation. What about beans, Evelyn? Beans. Beans are the best. (laughs) Choosing beans, most cultures have survived because of eating beans and grains, but we've kind of moved away from them. They are very rich in plant proteins and the B vitamins and calcium and things that enhance brain health, but also heart health. Mm. And if it's a good heart health diet, it's a good brain health diet as well. So choosing beans, and we found that the more often that you eat beans, it helps to balance blood sugar levels. It's great for satiety. It fills us up. They're delicious. And most ethnic foods will include some type of beans. And let's also mention just all the beautiful soluble fiber, insoluble fiber foods, the soluble fibers, that complex of beautiful fruits and vegetables taken with a rainbow of colors, all the different types of fiber, and enjoying heart-healthy fats. Here's something from the Mayo Clinic, which I found to be very interesting. The fats found in olives, olive oil, avocado, nuts, and seeds improve blood cholesterol levels, 
help in blood sugar control and decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes when used in moderation. So these plant compounds, Evelyn, they all work together and we see a tremendous synergy in terms of heart health. And what would that look like? They help to keep the arteries flexible. They help to reduce the blood clot formation. They help to prevent slow and reverse arterial plaque in the arteries. They lower cholesterol. They reduce inflammation and they lower blood pressure and Mm. improve circulation. So what a wide variety of benefits that you get from these plant compounds. And let's remember the emotional well-being, the spiritual well-being that works in tandem with that healthy lifestyle, each contributing to the other. There is a beautiful saying that the man who has no inner life is a slave to his surroundings. So learning to recognize the blessings hidden in each day, cultivating a sense of your own value and uniqueness. And finding ways to brighten someone else's life every day. So very important. So physical and mental exercise, proper nutrition and adequate sleep, along with that spiritual journey will help anyone gain cognitive clarity and emotional stability. You know, there's a Bible verse that I just love found in Proverbs 23, verse 26. The Lord says, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways. My instruction shall drop as the rain. My word shall drop down as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender plant and as the showers on the grass. God compares his counsel, instructions, and guidance to the gentle, refreshing dew on tender plants and to much-needed rain on a dry day and fire-prone grass. So friends, God is inviting you to reach out and receive all the good things that he has for you, including courage for this journey, wisdom for each day, help when you stumble, and joy in your healing path. It's never too late. Would you like to entrust your heart as well as your habits to God who wants to bring healing and hope into your life? We'll see you next time.